All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. everyone this is episode seven of the parks academy where we discuss and celebrate all things theme parks related we focus mainly on disney parks and resorts in both anaheim and orlando my name is Paige. my name is steven and today we are finishing up our mini series about our ideal day in each park I am so excited to be jumping right into Disneyland with you guys. I've said it before, and I will say it one more time. Disneyland is my home park. It is where I grew up going, and it was my very first bit of exposure to a Disney park. And let's face it, as the very first Disney park that was ever created, um, there's definitely something special about it, and uh, it's just such a fun place to go. I'm not going to go as far as some folks go saying like they can feel Walt's spirit when they're there and they want to cry, but uh, it's still really great. I, I really do still like it there. It is a really cool park. And even if even if it's not your home park, like if you're from the East Coast or you've grown up going to Disney World, there is something super special about Disneyland um, that that does make you feel like, wow, this park feels so much older than the other ones, not in an outdated sense, but just you get that feeling that you've almost been transported back to when it opened. Yeah, and and one thing to think about before we get into our ideal day is that this was actually the only theme park that Walt Disney himself was in. So mm-hmm. that is kind of interesting because it was his vision and um, you know he had his apartment there and he would spend so much time there. So there is something just very special and fun about being there and it doesn't feel like a extension or a second, you know, option for other people. It's like the option, you know, if you wanted to go uh, experience a Disney park. So, um, yeah, I would encourage everyone to go, but we are going to uh, skip the sentiments and jump right into attractions, then entertainment, dining. And then as always, we're going to end it with things to do. Right. Do you want me to kick it off with attractions? I think so. Okay. I'll start us off. So, um, several of these attractions, we have mentioned the ones that overlap between Walt Disney World and Disneyland. And so um, a couple of those that I really have to do would be Haunted Mansion, would be Buzz Lightyear. Um, it's known as Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters in Disneyland. And again, that's a competition ride where you're trying to shoot the lasers at the different um, Zerg targets i guess they are yeah um and so you're competing against the person in the car with you so that's a really fun attraction um and then millennium falcon smugglers run where you're working together as a team you guys are riding in the millennium falcon and you're trying to collect the coaxium so that is a really really fun ride again um you can get super competitive and it can be a really enjoyable time or you could have people in your ride vehicle who don't know what they're doing or little tiny kids that they let be the pilot. So it can be as fun as you make it. Um, and so that one for me is a must do. But the other ones that um, are either not the same exact ride or um, are not available in Walt Disney World would be Hyperspace Mountain, which is the Star Wars overlay of Space Mountain, and that is actually returning April 29th. So we had the opportunity to ride this one. Was that in our 2016 trip? 
Yeah, that was in December we did that. In December of 2016, we had the opportunity to ride Hyperspace Mountain. And that was so, so fun. Again, I'm not a super Star Wars fan like Steven is, but I really enjoyed this ride. I thought that it was very well done combining Star Wars with um, Space Mountain. So that one, I'm super excited that it's returning to California. I don't know for how long, but I'm super excited to get back on that attraction. And then the Indiana Jones Adventure, which we've mentioned before, is the dinosaur ride, but with Indiana Jones theming. And so that is a classic film. Um, I love Indiana Jones. I always have. And so that one is really thrilling and adventurous, but it's the same ride mechanics as the dinosaur ride, which I love too in Animal Kingdom. So um, those are kind of my ideal attractions that I absolutely have to do. The Indiana Jones ride was special because I was extremely excited to take you on this ride. Um, I knew how how much you love Indiana Jones. And so the first time you and I went to Disneyland together, I, I was just beside myself to get you on that thing. And I think that was one of the first ones we did when we went, actually. Yeah, I actually think it might have been the first ride that we went on. Uh, the dinosaur ride is great, but I I don't think that I would classify Dinosaur as a beloved film. I think it's a very forgettable film in some ways. Yeah, I don't even I don't even remember that movie honestly. It was fine. Um but Indiana Jones is a very beloved film franchise. So The first 3 at least. Well, I guess <laughs> I haven't even seen the other one so I can't speak to that. Shia LaBeouf has a little cameo spoiler alert. It's his kid the whole time. And there's aliens or something. Yeah, there's alien the whole thing just didn't make sense. Yeah, well, you spoiled it for me because I haven't seen it. But the first three films, fantastic. Yeah, so we digress. And um, the Indiana Jones ride um, is so much fun, like Paige said. It's it's great. And uh, one of the things I love about it is the queue is incredible. Um, the first time I rode that, I was really scared to go on it because the queue was really creepy and it's dark and you're going in and out of caves. Um and I mean, it's like a ride before the ride. And the one thing, though, as a warning about that ride is it is notorious for breaking down. So you will get stuck sometimes. And it's not completely uncommon that you may find yourself in an in-show exit, which is to say that you have to leave the ride. and <laughs> walk. Yeah. The lights come on, you walk through, which if you're on that ride, that is a treat because it is very cool. Uh, that's, that's all you had for attractions? For attractions, the the ones that I kind of breezed over were, we've talked about them before just from Walt Disney World, but, um, oh, also the Mad Tea Party. Yeah, the yeah, Mad that's a fun Tea one. Party. Oh, I love that one. I love spinning rides. I think they're so fun. I laugh the whole time. I get really giggly on spinning rides, even like the um, the aliens in the Toy swirling Story saucers. Land. Yeah, yeah. I I giggled the entire time we were on that when we whipped around the corner. So. I'm a sucker for these spinny rides, and the faster I can spin our little teapot, the more that I laugh. So I absolutely have to do that one. That one's really fun. Fun fact about uh, fun fact about the uh, Mad Tea Party is that when I first went, after I rode that ride, I went next door to the Mad Hatter shop, and that's where I got my very first pair of Mickey ears with my little name cursive on the pack. Aww. Um, they were on the floor of my closet for a long time and then the ears got crushed and I threw them away. So unfortunately I did not treat those with respect 
Um, you did not. But, you know. Additional fun fact, my Instagram handle and all, you know, social media channels, my um, username or my handles always turn the page. And I actually got that from the Mad Hatter when I was probably six or seven years old in Walt Disney World. And he grabbed my pigtails and spun me in a circle and kept saying, turn the page, turn the page. And so that is where I got that nickname. Super fun. Okay, so one of the things that I wanted to try to accomplish to the best of my ability is to discuss some of the rides in Disneyland that you will not find in Magic Kingdom, specifically Magic Kingdom. So there are a small, hand, small handful that are still there um, mm -hmm. from the very early days of Disneyland. And one of my all-time favorite rides out of any park is the Matterhorn. So the Matterhorn is... Um, just as much of an icon of the, I guess I'll call it like the skyline of Disneyland. Uh, it's one of the things that you'll see coming off of um, I-5, you know, getting onto Ball Road when you're first going into the parks. It's one of the first things that you'll see along with um, uh, Space Mountain. And um, it's just such a staple. And the ride is is really, really, really tough to ride. It is extremely... Um, it's extremely rough and there are really harsh stops. Mm. Um, it's very rickety and you will all, you will get off of it feeling like, why on earth did I do this? <laughs> but it's so much fun. They have a classic Yeti animatronic. That's, that's really fun to look at. Um, it's just a beautiful ride. And as you're going, as you basically, you go all the way up to the top of the Matterhorn and then you do this fast descent down kind of in loops. And there's two different tracks that take off in different directions. Um, but what's fun about it is you are spending half your time inside, half outside. So as you're looping through, you'll see little glimpses of Tomorrowland and Fantasyland as you're kind of, you know, speeding down the Matterhorn. Um, and uh, it's, it's just a lot of fun. And there is a rumor. I do not know if it's debunked or not. It might be false, but there's a rumor that there's a full-on basketball court inside of the Matterhorn. So I've never verified that, and, you know, I probably will never see it, but I've heard that's, heard that's there, and it's pretty cool. Didn't we see something in one of the documentaries we watched on Disney Plus about, it didn't talk about the basketball court, but about, you know, rooms inside of there for cast members? and Yeah, there's so, a lot going on so in So it's possible. The other really it's fun possible. thing, too, that happens, I don't know if this happens in Magic Kingdom, but one of the other things that happens, typically, especially when the weather is good, is Tinkerbell will actually, you'll see her, and it's a, it's a cast member, climb up part of the Matterhorn and then fly down the Matterhorn to the castle. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that used to be a thing in Disney World, but I don't know where she comes from mm -hmm. because the castle is so much bigger. Yeah, and one year at some point they had Buzz Lightyear <laughs> going oh. down. So he like flew down. I don't remember what it was for. Maybe like a promotion for Toy Story Two or something. Um, but that's that's fun. Okay, so another ride that I really like, and I'm just gonna quickly go over to uh, Fantasyland for a quick moment here. Typically, I'm not a big fan of uh, Fantasyland rides. I can most of the time take them or leave them. Um, like for instance, I'm not going to wait in a extremely long line for Peter Pan's flight ever, um, unless like a kid's involved, but I actually really have a soft spot for Mr. Toad's wild ride. So this is a ride that at some point or another, um, was removed from magic kingdom. I don't know what took its place. Um, I'm not going to pretend to know, but 
It is a really, really fun little ride. I I love the the Mr. Toad books, and I love the little series that Disney put together. So for me, it's it's really fun. And I think I took Paige on it for the first time in 2020 when we went before uh, the park shut down. Yes, that was the only time I've ridden it. Also, quick side note, it was replaced by the Winnie the Pooh ride. Yeah, that's no good. Walt Disney World. Yeah, that's not an honorable um. I like replacement. that one. I think it's cute. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is a lot of fun. And it's, I mean, it, when I say, when the name Wild Ride is fitting because you literally just start off like kind of going around the town and then you end up in hell. Um, that's not a joke. Like you actually end up getting sentenced to hell by a judge. <laughs> and uh, it's crazy. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, so anyway, that one's a lot of fun. And another one that they do not have in Magic Kingdom that I actually really like is Alice in Wonderland. This is just a not the not the um, the Mad Tea Party, but like actually a, a dark ride uh, featuring Alice in Wonderland. This one's a lot of fun. It is one of the only, as far as I know, um, you can feel free to correct me, but as far as I know, this is the only like kids dark ride that goes outside for part of it and then goes back inside. So it's just it's really fun, um, and uh, it, it's you're you're riding around in the caterpillar. Um, the line's usually pretty long for it, too, just because it's a lot of fun. And mm -hmm. uh, it's a really, really good ride. So those are some of the main, like, marquee rides that I have to do in Disneyland that you would not find in Magic Kingdom. But then, of course, uh, I love Splash Mountain. So that's a ride that I would absolutely go on when I'm there. It's an ideal ride for me to jump into. Um, and then, of course, Rise of the Resistance in Galaxy's Edge, a must-ride for me. And then Star Tours in Tomorrowland is a must-ride for me. Uh, the reason I'm not going into these too, too darn much is just because we talked about them on the Hollywood Studios episode. Um, but again, I mean, I, I, I love them a lot and uh, it's great. You know, one thing I was thinking about attractions is that I almost think that they should have, and I, I understand why they didn't because money, mm -hmm. but they should have done different worlds and different rides in Florida and Anaheim for Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. That would have been sweet. Even just calling them different things or... Yeah. Having, you know, so that people would want to go to both, which a lot of people I'm sure have gone to both or plan to go to both. Mm. But I think that would be a big draw for it. Yeah, I think they should have done that um, because, you know, if you blindfolded me and dropped me in the heart of one of those places, first of all, I could tell you where I was because of the terrible Florida humidity. But if but other than that, weather, weather excluded, there's no way that I could tell you which park I was in because they are they're identical. And um if if you, you know, one of the interesting things about uh, Disneyland versus Magic Kingdom to me is that it's all like in one big circle is how it was built out. And what you have to understand about um, this is a little slight bit of history, but what, one of the things you have to understand about um, Disneyland as opposed to Magic Kingdom is that Walt Disney didn't actually buy up a ton of property for L.A. He just found a spot and built on it. And so it's very I mean. Disneyland is, I think, is like a 95 acres or 98 acres or something like that. But it's still pretty small comparatively. And if if you this is this is not a joke. If you drive like three minutes outside of it, you're in a you're in a a, a neighborhood full of houses. Legitimately, yeah. Just so in the neighborhood, we took a um, Paige and I, in fact, took a uh, Uber ride from our hotel to Disneyland's gate. <laughs> And the guy's like, oh, yeah, you know, I just live down the road. I've lived here since, you know, the 40s or whatever. Or, you know, my parents owned a house and I just Uber all day. People back and forth to the parks and I make tons of money. Mm -hmm. So 
it's interesting, but um, I digress. There's there's a lot of different um, there's there's a there's a pretty big difference in some of the lands. Like for instance, New Orleans Square is where you're gonna find Pirates of the Caribbean, which again a must ride for me if I'm there. Um, and that's like a really cool area also. Um, and then of course they also have Mickey's Toontown, which um, is a lot of fun. It's under refurbishment right now. And a must ride for me that's coming there soon is Mickey and Minnie's uh, Runaway Railroad. Mm. Railway. Railway. You did I that always last get that time wrong. Too. What the heck? Mm-hmm. So anyway, that one's coming and that'll be really fun and it's going to fit perfectly in Disneyland. Yes, so that'll will. be awesome. Yep. Yeah, that'll be really fun. Do you have any other rides that you want to talk about i mean no those are kind of my big ones um i don't i mentioned this last time on our dca episode but disneyland for me is so similar to magic kingdom i feel like this will be a whole new experience for me taking um our daughter and so i think i will be seeing this through a new set of eyes but for the last 15 years or so magic kingdom disneyland has been less exciting for me compared to some of the other parks just because I don't spend a ton of time in Fantasyland. I don't do a lot of these dark rides or more of the family-friendly kind of kiddie rides. So um, I think that'll I think that'll change in the next handful of years um, as we take our daughter and get to experience this stuff kind of for the first time or for the first time in a long time. So yeah, I, I think it'll definitely change for you. Um, I still get really excited going to Disneyland. <laughs> well, and I still like really excited, and I still get really excited going to Disneyland. But, um, going to Disneyland the first time, I was so underwhelmed by the castle that I literally said, "Is that the main castle?" Yeah, because you did. it was so small. Because I was so used to Cinderella's castle seeming so massive at the end of Main Street, and I couldn't even see the castle until we walked into. The front gates because you can't see it above the train station there when you're entering the park so it just was like very underwhelming for me mm-hmm. and so i had that as my first experience without knowing anything else yeah um and i thought the matterhorn actually stood out more mm-hmm. in the park than the castle did so that was just a little underwhelming and i understand you know why they couldn't make it taller and all of that but um, yeah, so for me, when I was so accustomed to Walt Disney World, Disneyland it seemed less thrilling, and yeah. I really liked DCA a lot because it surprised me how much I liked it. But I still really like Disneyland. I don't want you guys to think that I'm hating on Disneyland. I It's totally just a different feel. Um, I love all of these attractions, and so the ones that I mentioned in my ideal day are a lot of the bigger ones or the more thrilling ones. But I think that that'll probably change, like I said, in the next few years. Yeah. Like, whereas for me, I mean, I'm, I'm super happy to go on, um, jungle cruise. I'm really happy to hang out in fantasy land. Um, you know, I, 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 I love big thunder mountain, you know, as so many people do and the haunted mansion of course is great. So I don't know, again, there, there's something, there's just something about Disneyland that just feels so nostalgic and uh, you can really feel the history when you're there. So I don't need to go on about this forever yeah. because this is not a sentimental podcast. This is a <laughs> podcast about parks and what we like to do there. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's being sentimental, but um, that's, I don't know, maybe you're here for that. But if not, let's just jump into entertainment because yeah. I could go on about, <laughs> I could go about on about the attractions there for a long time. Well, and, right. We could go through every attraction, but we're just trying to share the ones that are some of our favorites or some of the ones that mean the most to us. So yeah, why don't you kick us off with entertainment? Okay. So I talked about this one as well. 
um, in the Magic Kingdom episode, mm-hmm. so I will keep this brief. But again, uh, uh, Enchanted Tiki Room for me is great, and I love that ride or that show. Um, it doesn't take any convincing for me to get on it. It is great and a lot of fun and a great escape when you have had enough. So, so you get your Dole Whip and you go get in my the Dole Whip Enchanted Tiki Room, and I go in the Enchanted Tiki Room and I just kick it. Um, I do like Fantasmic. I think we're going to talk about that one. Yeah, I have still yet to do the Fantasmic in Disneyland, but it is reopening on May 28th. So next time that we go, we'll be sure to hit this one because I love the Fantasmic in um, Hollywood Studios. So I haven't been to the Fantasmic in Hollywood Studios before, and I don't have anything to compare it to. Mm-hmm. The thing, the thing though, with um, the Fantasmic in Disneyland is that it's right on Rivers of America. So picture in Magic Kingdom, if you will, uh, Tom Sawyer's Island, which in Disneyland is Tom Sawyer's Island, but it's like a pirate's lair on it. Mm-hmm. And you, it's almost laughable how small the place, the space is where you can see this show. Um, they basically have to reroute the line for Pirates of the Caribbean for people to actually gather to watch this thing. Yeah. And when it's going on, like, if you do not get to just stop and look at it if you're passing by, because the... the That's the, the whole walkway. The poor cast members will, you know, wave those glowing rods at you until you keep moving and get out of the way. Yeah. And, um, but if you do get a spot, it is a lot of fun. And uh, I haven't seen it in a very, very long time, but I do remember it being a very exciting thing to see when I was a kid. Yeah, it's a, it's a really fun show, and I'm I'm just making the assumption that it's basically the exact same show. I think, was Mark Twain's boat incorporated in it in Florida? Is it Mark Twain's boat? Yeah, that like they the Mark use? Twain riverboat or whatever. I don't know if it's the boat that they use. I'll, I'll so double check on that. They use that in, but they definitely come out on boats. There's okay. because it's it's its own separate amphitheater for Fantasmic mm-hmm. in Hollywood Studios. We're gonna have to make sure we see that one because I really want to be able to compare them. Um, and it is a great show, so there is that. Uh, the other thing that I so in our Magic Kingdom episode, I also had mentioned that I will always skip fireworks. However, there is a little place called Batu in Disneyland. And so here's the thing. If you, I don't really want to give away my secret because um, I don't want it to get crowded, but I mean, it's Disneyland. So there's how many secrets can you really have? If you are by docking Bay seven, imagine the little landing in galaxy's edge overlooking the millennium Falcon before you go down the stairs, not too far off from dock on kind of near uh, docking Bay seven. Hang out there, and you will, first of all, be in Galaxy's Edge at night, which is great. And secondly, um, you will be able to see the fireworks show. Now, you won't be able to hear the music, but you will be able to see it. And what's really, really fun about that is it is far less crowded than Main Street to see fireworks. And um, it's it's I would so much rather see fireworks in Black Spire Outpost than I would over Sleeping Beauty's Castle. Well, it was stunning. It was amazing. The view that we had there. I just found out that Fantasmic in Hollywood Studios is actually Steamboat Willie's boat. Okay. 
That's so cool. that's a fun little tie. And then there are several other characters, like I said, that there are multiple boats. Um, so there's a bunch of other little boats, sort of more like a one of the random cavalcades or something in the water that they did during COVID. Um, kind of like that where you have like Snow White and Prince on one and Seven Dwarves on one. They kind of just all start appearing on these little boats. Fantastic. But then all of the main characters are out on Steamboat Willie's boat. Um, so similar to, you know, the river boat. Cool. Uh, one final thing that I'll say about entertainment, um, before I think you have a few other things to say about it. We actually, um, when we saw the fireworks from Galaxy's Edge, we, we actually saw Duff Goldman from Ace of Cakes, that old show, being escorted directly through Galaxy's Edge by stormtroopers. Uh, he must have been there for something, like a promotional thing or whatever. And, you know, it's Los Angeles, so who knows who you're going to find. Right. But that was really funny that and was really, really cool. really cool. That was really cool. Yeah. So. <laughs> so we had no idea what was going on at first, and then we started hearing people yelling about it. So it and was, I was really like, cool. And I was like, should I follow them? <laughs> you know, see where they're going? The stormtroopers will sass you in Galaxy's Edge. You have to watch out. Yeah. They will sass you. Yeah, the only other thing I had for entertainment is... um. Actually, something that hasn't started yet, but something that I really would love to see. And that is, I know a lot of people have been talking about it this week. Um, and that is the It's a Small World Encanto projection. So I want to make sure that we um, present this information appropriately and truthfully. And I know a lot of people have been confused thinking there's going to be a redo of It's a Small World or an overlay on the inside. But that's not what this is. It is supposed to be a projection onto the small world building um, with the song We Don't Talk About Bruno um, and kind of having an animated projection onto the building. So I loved Encanto. I thought that film was fantastic. I thought the the music was so catchy. Um, and so I think that would be really fun. I love that it's a small world building. I love that attraction as well. But I think the building is so gorgeous that having a projection on there at night makes for a great spot for a show. And it's kind of off the beaten path of Main Street, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. you can kind of gather people in another space to kind of break up those crowds. So I think that'd be really cool to see this new in condo projection on it's a small world and that will be starting soon that's supposed to start april 11th so next week i completely agree with you that that sounds really cool um i have seen a lot of chatter about people being freaked out or upset by it and like listen you don't need to be upset it's okay it's totally okay um you'll be fine people don't like change but do not fear they are not changing it's a small world to an Encanto ride. It's only a projection on the outside of the building. Um, And in terms of projections, too, I do want to throw in one thing. As part of my ideal day, I would not see Disneyland forever because we saw that show in 2020. Mm -hmm. And Think of your nighttime spectaculars on Main Street, at the castle. You're waiting. You're so excited to see what they have in store for you. And this was like a weird dance party rave 
similar to Danny DeVito in Deck the Halls. If you've never seen this movie, it is a Christmas movie that I don't know how popular it was, but my family has watched it every single year um, where he's trying to have his house seen from outer space. So he's trying to be as obnoxious as possible with his Christmas lights and projections and loud music. That's what this felt like to me. It felt like Disneyland was just trying to be as loud and bright as possible with flashing lights and loud music and dance party for little kids. I don't know. It felt a little off-brand for the whole Disneyland vibe. Yeah, it was bad. I don't have much else to say about it besides it was bad. I mean, I know I said, that was a really know, good review. you'll it be okay. Don't worry about change. And change can be great. But this change, like P.U., no thank you. Yeah, Disneyland Forever. Maybe some of you out there like it. If you do, teach their own. Yeah, more like Disneyland Never. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's, I mean, there's great fireworks usually in front of, in front of Sleeping Beauty's castle, but this is not one of them. Um, again, go see it from Galaxy's Edge. If you don't like Star Wars, I can't help you. Um, but you will not regret doing this. So, uh, let us talk about dining. And I think, so dining at Disney is a lot of fun because there are a lot of good places to eat. And unlike Disney World, you are fairly limited as to where you can go um, when you leave the park. So quick little footprint uh, overview. Disneyland and, and, and California Adventure are, I don't know, like maybe, maybe a tenth of a mile away from each other. I don't know if that's totally accurate, but they're very close. I mean, it's, it's you know, a couple steps and you're there. And then when you walk out of Disneyland and then to the directly to the right of you is downtown Disney. And there are a lot of fine restaurants there. None of it's like, you know, spectacular dining, but, you know, it's it's fine. Um, but uh, yeah, so if you want to eat in Disneyland, that's pretty much what you are going to have to do um, because you can't go to like resorts. And I mean, I guess you can, but it's so much more limited. Right. Fun fact. There's a Denny's across the street. That is true. And my family used to eat there sometimes. We would take a break and we'd go rip up some Denny's um, in between hanging out at parks. You know, it was probably cheaper. And again, you know, just like that, you walk out of Disneyland and it's like, there's a Denny's. I wanna <laughs> right um, on the street. I wanna jump back to the Disneyland for everything real quick before people get mad at us, oh and then gosh. I'll jump into the dining conversation. Okay. What we were referring to is the Mickey's Mix Magic version. So this is not all the time. The Disneyland Forever is like their fireworks show, their nighttime spectacular. Okay. The Mickey's Mix Magic sometimes is their rendition of the fireworks show, and that's with DJ Mickey. Yeah. So don't don't come at us. The fireworks show's fine. We're not big fireworks show people. We talked about that in our Magic Kingdom episode, but Mickey's Mix Magic. And and the the Mix Magic Magic features that newer Russ Hanneman, Mickey Mouse. Yeah, the new, like, cartoony, yeah, weird one that you don't like. But I like that animation. If it's, you... like the, um, it's like the Runaway Railway animation, sort of. Yeah, but here's the thing. Um, and this is, like, a little bit of a, a cultural touchstone, and I love to see who plays what voices and what else they've been in. If you've seen Silicon Valley, Russ Hanneman is the voice of Mickey Mouse, 
And that is the most wild fact I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> if you've seen the show, you will know why it's so wild. But I can never imagine Mickey Mouse using the kind of language that Russ Hanneman does. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, that's Okay, rough. dining. Anyway, back to dining. Start us up. Um, I really have two things that I love to get in Disneyland. And one of those, like I mentioned in the Hollywood Studios episode, is a Ronto wrap to start my day. I love the Ronto wraps. They're so delicious. If you've never eaten in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, there's some really unique foods there. Um, but not super weird foods. I'm not super adventurous in my eating. A Ronto wrap is basically like a pork sausage with some egg and cheese yep. on a pita bread. Mm -hmm. So none of that is super weird. Your kids would probably eat it and be fine. So I love that for breakfast. And then the Blue Bayou restaurant, which is in the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction, the restaurant that you pass when you're riding that ride in Disneyland. Um, right in New Orleans Square. It's a beautiful little spot. Mood lighting. Just a gorgeous restaurant on the inside. And they have the famous Monte Cristo sandwich. Note, asterisk here, it is only available for lunch. So I still have not been able to get it because we have gone for dinner and did not realize that it was a lunch-only item. Right. So. If you want the Monte Cristo sandwich in Disneyland at the Blue Bayou, make sure you pop by for lunch, make your reservation. Um, but if you're going for dinner, dinner is fantastic. It is a little bit more on the expensive side, so be prepared for that. But the atmosphere itself is worth it if you want to have a really nice sit-down dinner, a nice date night. Um, so, yeah, I, th I think those would be my, my big things that I like to eat in Disneyland. I love the Blue Bayou. Um, again, another place I was thrilled to take you to. Mm -hmm. And uh, their jambalaya is fantastic. So if you like jambalaya, that is what you should get. Um, it's a, it's, it is a great restaurant. It's probably one of the more expensive ones in Disneyland. Um, but it's, it's, to me, it's worth it. Um, one thing to note about Disneyland specifically is that it is a, for the most part, and I will give you the exception in a second, it is an alcohol-free park. Um, Walt Disney did not want alcohol in his park, and they kept to that until a little um, little person called Oga came in and decided she was going to open up her cantina, which is another place I love to go to. And yes, you can get alcohol at Oga's cantina. Um, I don't have to linger or spend too much time parked here, but it is a fantastic little place. If you want to eat there and have drinks there, Please, please, please get reservations early because it is not super easy to walk into, especially if you have more than two people in your party. A couple of other places that I really, really like to eat is the Bingo Barbecue is one of my favorites. It is right across from Jungle Cruise and Adventureland. They have incredible Bingo beef skewers with a sweet Zulu sauce. They also have like pork and chicken skewers and, and I think some vegetarian ones. They also have a bacon, an asparagus uh, skewer wrapped in bacon, which is like mm. really good. So I love that place. It is super QSR. You just run up, grab your stuff and then bounce. Um, that's a great one. And I also really like to go to um, Jolly Holiday. This one is right at the end of Main Street. If you are walking down Main Street, it's on your left. And I really like this place because they have fun outdoor seating. You have a great view of the castle. You have a great view of the partner statue. Um, and they have 
they've got pretty good stuff there. Uh, it's it's kind of just like your basic lunches and breakfasts and snacks. Although they do have a really good dessert menu. Mm-hmm. But I really like their roast beef and smoked cheddar on a hoagie roll sandwich. It comes with like onions, lettuce, tomato, stuff like that. But it's extremely good. And it's a it's a nice refreshing thing to eat as opposed to like eating greasy pizza or finding a burger or like <laughs> Disney chicken nuggets or whatever. Right. I actually, I felt like that was one of the lighter meals that we had last time we went the turkey sandwich was really good it had like a honey mustard aioli sauce on it Mm. it was really good and they're baked goods um they're really popular um at jolly holiday as well they're really well known for their baked goods so it's a really cute little spot like steven said beautiful view and atmosphere and and the food is really really good especially for a quick service yeah and then i think you get like a little bag of chips to go with your food so it's great um Definitely would recommend going there. Uh, Another place that I like to eat is, or rather snack, is the Tropical Hideaway. This is going to be your classic um, Dole Whip station. So you will be able to find um, different kinds of Dole Whips there. There are some different desserts. I think there's some like little food bites and stuff like that. But if you want to get your... um, Dole Whip Fix, which of course I have to. This one is right before the entrance of Enchanted Tiki Room. The line is always pretty long, so you'll have to wait, but well worth it to me. It's so great. And I think it might be the only place that you can get Dole Whip in Disneyland, I think. The other place you can get it, I know you can get it in DCA, but the other place you can get it is over in the Disneyland Hotel. They have like a little Trader Sam stand there by the pool and stuff. Um, but yeah, Tropical Hideaway, fantastic. And then the final thing that I'm going to say about dining in Disneyland is the popcorn carts. So you may think like, what's the big deal? Uh, Disneyland popcorn is Disneyland popcorn. But there's something really special about the Disneyland carts, uh, the Disneyland popcorn carts, rather. They have these things called Roasty Toasties. And that <laughs> name... Mm, that name just hits right. So what Roasty Toasties are, are these little super old style, um, almost like wind-up toys. And they are turning the gears or turning a little lever to kind of keep the popcorn moving and fresh. So they have, for instance, an, um, in a, um, ab- Abominable Snowman. They have a little clown. They have a little Rocket Man in um, Tomorrowland. They have, oh, this is really fun, but during Halloween time, they replace, I think, the one closest to Haunted Mansion. Uh, they replace it with Oogie Boogie, which is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And then if you go over to DCA and to Pixar Pier, they have a Duke Kaboom Roasty Toasty uh, right in right in Pixar Pier. So those things are just so fun. It's really fun to walk up to the uh, popcorn stands and see all the different ones and like just check them out. Um, and then you know, of course, popcorn at Disneyland is delicious. So popcorn is always still that's a lot of fun too. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have any other um, food things at all. Um, the Dole Whip is always a classic, like you said, and there's that tiki bar too. So. Yeah. Right there. Those are like your two main places in Disneyland. Right. The only other honorable mentions I'll give for dining is um, I love a Mickey bar, of course. Mm-hmm. And I also love churros a lot. 
I love churros and I love pretzels. Yes. I'm a big pretzel person. So anytime I can get a pretzel, I don't care if it's Mickey Mouse shaped or regular shaped, but it's always special when you get something Mickey Mouse shaped and it tastes delicious. When I was in high school and I had no bills and no responsibilities and I (laughs) paid my parents for my Disneyland tickets, which I just thought was like super unfair, but they paid for the hotel and all the travel. So (laughs) what was I thinking? And also this was like, you know, over over a decade ago, so it was so much less expensive. I bought five churros for myself. Holy I was like 17. (laughs) I did that. Yeah. Okay, so that's all I have for dining, and I think we will wrap everything up with things to do. And I think you can start this one. Okay. Um, One of my, my biggest things with things to do are... Going to certain areas and lands in the parks where I feel mm, there's so much to see and that I really like the atmosphere. So for me in Disneyland, um, the areas that I like the most are Tomorrowland. I love the feeling of Tomorrowland. All my favorite rides are in Tomorrowland in Magic Kingdom. And so it's very similar feel. Um in Disneyland as well but then New Orleans Square for me I could just hang out in New Orleans Square as it gets to nighttime and walk around that corner and feel like I'm in New Orleans feel like I'm in the French Quarter like that at night is so beautiful um so I could just honestly walk around there and just take pictures and just enjoy my time there but The other thing that I love to do, and it's not a secret, I've mentioned it many times, is just go shopping. Um, So heading back over to Main Street and going into all of the different shops, you know, there's the Mad Hatter, like Stephen, I mentioned the Emporium, all of those different shops on Main Street in Disneyland. Um, You can just kind of go from one shop to the next and find all the cute little souvenirs and just take a look at all the merchandise that they have. Not You don't have to spend a ton of money. You can just kind of walk around and enjoy what they have. I also like to collect pins. And so I like to see what special pins they have in the different parks, in the different resorts, um, for the different attractions, for the different characters. So I like to even just window shop when I'm in Disneyland. And so Main Street is the place for me to do that. So those are my two big things when I'm in Disneyland is hanging out in those areas that I like, like New Orleans Square, and then going shopping on Main Street. If I had to pick things that I really like to do when I'm in in Disneyland, um, the first thing that comes to mind is the Disneyland Railroad. I absolutely love that attraction. Um, And it is such a fun, enjoyable aspect of the parks to me. Um, one of the things I really like about it is it, first of all, it goes through Splash Mountain, which is a lot of fun. So you get to see the, the, uh, the ride as you go through mm-hmm. and it's actually after, um, it goes through the section after the drop. So kind of when everyone's singing to you and just having a great time. And, um, whenever I'm on Splash Mountain, I always look up to see if I can see the train going through. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, but also, uh, one of the really cool things about it is they have a primeval world, not the primeval world, but the world. And, uh, it comes immediately after the Grand Canyon between Tomorrowland and the Main Street Station. So I personally like to, I don't know why, but I personally either like to get on the railroad in Main Street or in the New Orleans Square, um, stop. 
And uh, it's it's just, I don't know, the, the Disneyland Railroad to me is so much fun and it's just such an enjoyable experience. Um, the smell of it is so memorable and it's comforting. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I want like a candle that smells like the uh, Disneyland Railroad, which is basically <laughs> just like fumes. Um, <laughs> but I think that'd be a lot of fun. The other thing that I really like about... Disneyland. And one of the things I love to do is the Main Street Cinema. So the Main Street Cinema was actually one of my very first introductions to Black and White Mickey Mouse, Steamboat Willie, um, and all those original films that he was in. And you basically you just walk in and um, it's this little small circular stage and you grab a place to stand and you get to watch all these old school Mickey Mouse cartoons. That's a lot of fun. um, And it kind of it kind of makes you remember like why you're there sort of, um, you know, it's, it's kind of a silly thing, but it's, it's just nice to be like, Oh yeah, this is kind of why I'm here. This is well, like and what it it's takes about. you back to the beginning. It mm-hmm. takes you back to, like you said, at the very beginning of the episode, Walt's original vision and where it all started with those early Mickey mouse cartoons. And so the, that early animation kind of is a good way to start your day and kind of sets the tone for we're going to step back in time today and and ride these rides that Walt helped envision and that he really had his hand in starting this whole big franchise out of out of this one park here. So I think that's a really cool one to start off your time in Disneyland. And then similarly to that, right off of Main Street, um, there is the Disney gallery. That's a lot of fun. It is rotating. So there are a lot of different things that kind of come and go through there, but it is in the same uh, building as great moments with Mr. Lincoln. Um, And so you can actually see there's a 3d model of Disneyland as it was in the fifties. There's a ton of artwork of different attractions and um, like original sketches and prints and things like that. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. And then, of course, um, I, I, I feel like I would just kind of have to mention this, but um, when I was growing up, Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln was like a non-negotiable. My mother loves history, and um, she loved that when she was a kid. And so, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to throw shade, but back in those days, uh, those kind of animatronics were like groundbreaking. And to see, you know, Mr. Lincoln like stand up and give a speech was like, oh, my gosh, how is this happening? Mm-hmm. And now we're like, oh, he's kind of stiff, but. You know, <laughs> whatever. Um, but that's a lot of fun. But yeah, the, the Disney Gallery is great. And then the final thing that I really love to do that, that's a must do for me is the monorail. Um, I love getting on that thing and just doing a loop and going directly to uh, downtown Disney where it drops you off back into, Mar- back into Tomorrowland where it either drops you off or picks you up near Autopia. Um, And then like Paige said, you know, just being on Main Street is fantastic. I love Main Street at night. There are so many fun little nods to the history on Main Street. Um, There's a lot of little Easter eggs. There's a barber shop. You can get your hair cut there. I mean, it's just, it's so fun and it's, it's so great. And yes, Disneyland is a miniaturized, shrunken down version of Magic Kingdom. But the charm there is, is unreal. Um... And it's just, it's a fantastic place to be and to visit. So that is what I like to do there. And I think that's pretty much it for me. I thought of one last thing of things I like to do there. And that is when I get a chance to get a photo with Minnie Mouse 
I will always take that chance. And the last few times we've been there, we've seen her kind of towards the entrance. Yes. Right in that area. So she's in her adorable red polka dot dress, the classic Minnie Mouse look. She is my favorite little Disney character. Red's my favorite color. I love polka dots. Minnie Mouse is my girl. So I love getting my picture with Minnie Mouse and just hanging out up by the front, kind of between the railroad and um, where Main Street's flagpole right there is mm-hmm. Yep. Um, right in that area. So actually, it's funny that you mentioned that. This is a little bit of a different topic, but it is related. So because of the way that Disneyland is built and where it was 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 um, created, uh, there are no utilidors like you will f- like you will find in Disney World, which is to say, you know, <laughs> like Disney World was built high up so that they could have an entire ecosystem downstairs underneath. for people to walk through. And so you wouldn't see a cast member from Adventureland pop up in Tomorrowland. Um, and so we they don't have that in, in Anaheim. And so you actually see characters wandering around a lot more because they don't have a place just to just to sneak out. Right. There's not as much of a backstage. Quote right. Unquote. Right. Exactly. So you actually I think that you actually see a lot more characters out and about in Disneyland just because of the way that the park is built and, and the mm-hmm. backstage experience and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, that is going to wrap it up for us. I have had a blast talking about our ideal day in every park. And we have successfully gone all the way from Animal Kingdom to Disneyland. And it has been so much fun. It's been a blast. I've I've so enjoyed just going through because we've never really sat down and said, you know, what does our ideal day look like in each park? Because, you know, we have different favorite things, but we we try to compromise and make sure we're hitting the things we want to prioritize and switching up our meals every time so that we're not always having the exact same day in whatever park we go to. So it's been really fun to sit down and kind of see what things we align on and which things we differ on. And we do have a lot of the same kind of stories and opinions now that we've been to the Disney park so many times together too. Yes. So as always, thank you so much for listening. Um, One of the things I did want to bring up is that the last couple of episodes, I have talked about a giveaway that we're going to be doing. And finally, that giveaway showed up at our front door. So we are going to be giving away a large Funko Pop of Disney's 50th anniversary, Disney World's 50th anniversary. It comes with a Cinderella castle and a gold Mickey Mouse. Now listen, this thing came in a huge box and I I thought it was going to be small, but it is not small. It is massive. It is massive compared to Funko Pop toys. So all we're asking, I mean, Mickey Mouse is a regular Funko size, but the castle is like big. So here's what we need you to do. We need you to go onto our Instagram. That is the Parks Academy on Instagram. And you need to tag a friend of the comments and then follow us and you will be entered in to win this thing. And what we're going to do is when you, when we pick the winner, we're going to get their information and we will ship it right to you. And then you will be the proud owner of this amazing Disney World 50th anniversary Funko Pop. Um, go ahead and do that. We would really appreciate it. And we really want to give this thing to someone who's going to love it. So it's super cool. I really well, I might it buy a second really one for cool. us, actually. I know. When I looked at it when it came in, I was like, man, we should have bought a second one for us. Yeah, and I'll, and as always, of course, you can uh, keep up with us on Instagram. Like I said, that's the Parks Academy right on Instagram. Uh, we have a Patreon that you can follow us on. That's the uh, You can find us on the Parks Academy on Patreon. We have a uh, bonus show that we put out 
all about Disney Springs in Florida, and we are going to continue making bonus content for our members' feed. Uh, and then you can find out more about us on theparksacademypod.com. And uh, on there, we have tons of blog posts, tons of content we're putting out weekly. And we are also um, just diving into, you know, different updates and things like that with the parks. And then, of course, you can find all of our episodes and information about us and, and all that kind of fun stuff. So once again, thank you so much for listening. We are going to be back next week. And actually, now that we're done with the uh, Ideal Day series, we're just going to go to once a week recording. So episodes are going to come out on Saturday morning. So be looking for those. Make sure to subscribe on Spotify and iTunes. And I will not bog you down anymore with behind the scenes detail stuff. And we will catch you next time. Bye.